1: Welcome back to another episode of Beyond the To-Do List. I'm Eric Fisher, and this is the show where I talk to the people behind the productivity, where we don't just talk about becoming more effective and efficient, but also about doing work with meaning and purpose. This week's conversation is with Misty Winkler of Simplified Organization. And one of the coolest ideas that I've heard of in a long time is contained in this episode. We talk about the idea, not just about getting organized, ordering your tasks and choosing the right ones, but we talk about getting organized in terms of your attitude. Organizing an attitude? I know, right? I had never heard of that. I'm glad I did. Before we get into that conversation, I wanted to say thank you to the Art of Charm podcast for supporting this podcast. The Art of Charm podcast, it's an iTunes Top 50 podcast. It's a personal growth show that isn't boring. You deserve an extraordinary life. Go to theartofcharmpodcast.com or find The Art of Charm in iTunes or Stitcher and start taking your life to the next level. This week, I get to talk with Misty Winkler. Welcome to the show.
0: Hello. Thank you for having me.
1: So I I get this impression that as a homeschooling mom with five kids, that (laughs) a lot of your organizational and productivity methods have been born out of necessity. Is that right?
0: That is right.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Can you talk a little bit about how you discovered that necessity?
0: Well, actually, my... um... My love of organizational productivity type stuff actually started in high school. Oh, good. So um, before I really needed it. <laughs> but I, um, I wanted to get out of speech class. I was actually taking classes at the community college uh, while I was in high school working for an AA. And I hated speaking in front of people, which is funny because here I am with a microphone. Right. But I did not want to talk in front of people at all. And so I heard that there was a speech class where you didn't have to make speeches. So I signed up for that class, and that teacher totally ditched the textbook he was supposed to use, and the whole course was on Stephen Covey's Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Oh, wow. (laughs) So it was actually a really great class. Um, And that – I really enjoyed it, and that kind of started me on, oh, this is kind of – I really like this book. This is kind of my thing. And – um, I didn't really read more about, I, I discovered getting things done than I think I had one or two kids when I think I saw it on someone's shelf or the library. I don't remember how I found it, but the title sounded perfect yeah. because I wanted to get things done. <laughs> <laughs> so I read that and, uh, incorporated a few things and set it aside and forgot about it. Then I had three kids and felt very overwhelmed. Um, my husband was working out of town a lot, and uh, I saw, I think I had bought it. So the, the book was on my shelf, and I saw it sitting there, the, getting things done, and I reread it and thought, oh my goodness. <laughs> Everything, all my good habits like came from that first time that I read about it, but I forgot this is where they came from. So I took copious notes. Uh, I was already blogging, so I started blogging through it. And had other women asking questions. And so that's when it really, um, I started really trying to apply the, you know, most of that productivity stuff is applied for the business world. And so it was a really kind of fun, interesting project to me to take all this stuff that's meant for offices and people getting phone calls and business projects and applying it toward mom at home with kids and laundry and meals. Without without making the house a business or feeling corporate,
1: <laughs> right? It, it, have you read the updated version of the book yet?
0: I haven't yet. No, I still need to get that. Okay,
1: because that's uh, that's kind of David Allen's new thing, or at least his thing that he's believed all along, but didn't quite, um, you know, it, it tactfully put out there. Is yeah, originally it was suit and tie in business mode, but it really was supposed to be for anybody. And Mm -hmm. (laughs) so finally people are like, and and a lot of people out there have adapted it for everyday life and like you have, but uh, it it helps to go through it again with him having worded the things differently.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I've listened to some of his, you know, he's been on your podcast and others and yeah, it was really interesting to hear him tackle more of those different areas of life.
1: So at what point did you decide, okay, was it always simplified organization the blog, or were you blogging in a different format before this?
0: Uh, I had, at first, I had just a personal um, mom blog right. that wasn't, you know, old school blog. And then I, right now, I actually have three blogs, which is wow. out, of, out of control, but <laughs> <laughs> I like to keep things separate. So I have a homeschooling and homemaking blog that's simply convivial. Um, my first ebook was Simplified Dinners. And that's at SimplifiedPantry.com. But then Simplified Organization, um, I really wanted to tackle only the organization side of things without mixing it with the homeschooling and that sort of thing. So it just applied to more women. And so I wanted to keep it separate and I started writing an. E- I thought it was going to be an ebook, and it turned into a course, online course on simplified organization. Kind of taking a lot of those insights from getting things done and other places, and working them into you know building these habits of um, productivity, but also just our attitudes and how we handle life as we're going along, trying to do what we're supposed to be doing.
1: Yeah. Well. Okay. So you mentioned attitude, and that's the thing I think that really caught my attention the most was using this phrase. uh, You were you were using this phrase called an organized attitude, and yes, (laughs) I I would love for you to explain that and let's talk about
0: that a bit. Yeah, I. Um I first saw that phrase used by someone else uh in a it was a mothering book that I was reading and it just it was just a little throwaway line in the introduction. She said, you know, my house can be falling apart, all of this, but as long as my my attitude is organized, that's what mattered. I'm like, Well you can't just say that and then change the subject. What does that even mean? <laughs> And you can't say that's the most important thing and then not tell me what it means. So I started thinking about that and mulling that over a lot. Um, I think that was before my last one was born. Um, and I just started seeing that, you know, thinking about what does that mean and how can I apply that? And um, So by
1: attitude, do you – I mean a lot of people would have varying – Degrees of definition on what that word itself means—just the word "attitude." And some would say, "Well, it's 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 a it's your perspective." Others would say, "It's it's how I feel. It's my emotions, it, or a mixer a mixture of those two things." What is your perspective? What's your attitude on your attitude? I guess.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think of, I think of it as kind of your mindset, your perspective, how you how you interpret what's going on in your life. So you know, in our, inside our own heads, we have this story that we're telling ourselves as we go along. And we're interpreting what's happening and fitting it in. Like, um, one of my, um, bad stories (laughs) is where, you know, I'm doing the housework and it feels like I'm playing whack-a-mole. So, you know, I'm just doing one thing while another thing's falling apart. So I try to attack that, but another thing's falling apart. And so, you know, I feel like I'm, just playing this really frustrating game that's never I'm never going to win and everything's just jumping out at me leering at me so that's a bad story and it's it's not true it's not a good story um you know I'm I'm handling what's coming at me and what's most important and there's always there is always going to be stuff to do but that's okay that is normal um and so if I can shift and and get myself out of telling myself this bad interpretation of what's going on and say, well, you know, I'm I'm doing a lot more than I used to. And I've always kind of felt this way as things are piling up. But, you know, I'll get on top of it again. There, There's a time for things to fall apart and there's a time to get back on top of it again. And so it's just kind of taking a step back and getting a little perspective and changing the way that I interpret what's going on.
1: Interesting. So in in your example, the whack-a-mole situation, uh, the feeling that it's like whack-a-mole is kind of an emotional response, but your attitude or your organized attitude is the truth or mm-hmm. you taking time to remember the truth about what the yes, real perspective uh, yeah, exactly. of the situation is. Okay. Yeah, Got so it. you
0: get the emotions and you can't stop those from coming and you know you you feel these certain ways and the organ it's that is your attitude. And so organizing it is taking that time to step back and think about it and realize what you're thinking and say is that really what I believe? No, it's not. So I need to change towards what I believe and away from this just emotional reaction. So it's kind of being proactive about the way you feel.
1: Okay. How is this how is how does this play out? How do you I mean is it something where you've got to continually, you know, reset your view or feelings throughout the day? Or is there a, a certain set, you know, weekly or daily time, and then you're good to go or all of the above?
0: <laughs> oh, it's definitely uh, moment by moment as we go along. <laughs> I've, um, I've come to realize that almost everything is, you know, just daily. Um, you know, the laundry comes back every day, everyone has to eat every day. I have to align my perspective with what I believe every day. Um, I have to exercise every day. All these things happen. I would love them all to be projects that I could check off my list <laughs> and none of them are ever going to be that. So that's another part of organizing my attitude is realizing, no, I'm never, I'm never actually going to be done with all of these and I'm going to have to be okay with that.
1: So it's very much about having flexibility, not just in your, your time and your schedule, but also the way you adapt mentally and emotionally to the changes that have to be done in that schedule.
0: Right. Yeah. We're all trying to do this upfront work with organization, you know, organizing the closets, getting the desk organized, that sort of thing. And that's all good. And we do it to kind of prevent or minimize bad things happening, you know, try to get control of things. And we should, but organizing the attitude kind of takes it from the other tact and when we're organizing our attitude, we're organizing how we're handling life when our plans don't work out. Um, when the things go wrong, when people don't cooperate, when you know life messes with us, then you know we have to be able to handle adapting our plan to what's actually in front of us instead of getting frustrated that you know these other people and life isn't working according to the way we planned it out. We have to change so that we can adapt our plan and how we respond to people rather than getting angry with them for not cooperating with our plans.
1: So say somebody has <laughs> the feeling that they're in whack-a-mole mode and they want to know how to start taking steps towards having an organized attitude. What do you tell them?
0: I think the first step... Um, that I recommend is a brain dump. So it, it that kind of doesn't seem related, but, uh, and that's a GTD thing. Mm-hmm. So a brain dump is just getting it all out onto paper. And so you just take everything that's in your head, you know, everything that needs to be done. And that's around the house or at work or, Just anything that pops into your head, just write it down, and it includes things like how do you feel about this, that, or the other thing. How how are you? What are some responses that you have that you don't want to have? So it includes how you're feeling about things, what you want, what you feel like you should be doing but aren't, um, and just get that all out onto paper. So I actually recommend getting one of those just cheap spiral notebooks that are like 10 cents at back to school time yeah and and i've had women like fill half of one of those just wow you know give prompt gtd has prompts and i'd be really interested to see what his what the prompts are in the new edition where it's less business because i kind of took those and there are some home things in there but over the years i've added more prompts like think about this think about this and just write down everything that comes to mind and that's like a week two weeks three weeks not I think in GTD he said 2 hours and that's the difference between you know mom at home with kids and sitting in an office. There are no doors to close in 2 hours <laughs> altogether to think through something. So just put it out on the counter and do it for 3 weeks here and there as as you can.
1: Yeah, so you're saying, you know, it's probably not possible for most people to just sit and take 2 hours. It's going to be some drawn, it's going to be more of a drawn out process, but that's okay. Still searching for a great candidate for your company? Don't search.
0: um, you know, I, I find that as I write things down, um, it start, it's like you uncover one layer and get that on. And then after a while, you realize, oh, there's another layer there. And you write that down. And then you realize, oh, there's another layer under that. And so it's kind of this uncovering process.
1: I want to take a quick break here to let you know that this podcast is supported by the Art of Charm podcast The Art of Charm podcast is an iTunes Top 50 podcast. It's packed with wisdom in the truest sense of the word from many different topics, including how to create confidence, how to get people to like and trust you, networking, relationships, productivity, time management, and it's fun and funny and educational at the same time. It's personal growth without being boring. It's a show about truly leveling up your life and relationships, friendships, at work, at home, everywhere. And the show offers meaningful, fun, life-changing insights with a practical edge so that you can apply something right out of the box every show. You deserve an extraordinary life. Go to the com or find The Art of Charm in iTunes or Stitcher and start taking your life to the next level. So somebody's thinking, okay, well, I've, I've thought about doing, you know, a brain dump and I've just never been able to devote the time to it. How do you get them to start? How do you convince them?
0: I I tell them this is, this is what I do when, you know, I've done the big, huge brain dump lots of times, but even just anytime I start to feel a little bit crazy, then I just pull out another notebook and start jotting things down. And it's funny because as I So those are like mini brain dumps. Just, okay, my mind feels so cluttered. It's like a way to declutter uh, your mind. That's one way I think about it. You you just kind of pull everything out. If you're going to organize a closet, you pull everything out and then only put back what belongs there. So the brain dump is just a way to okay, my head feels cluttered and messed up. I'm just going to write it all down and then say, okay, I was thinking this, but I don't need to be doing this or worrying about it. I'd cross off as many as possible. And, you know, it's a pretty um, cheap and easy therapy session. So it's a pretty <laughs> easy thing to convince people to do. And I have um, a free it's – a, it's a PDF download with just a, all the prompts that I've come up with over the years to get you thinking about what, you, what might be in your head that needs to come out. And so that's at um, simplifiedorganization.com uh, slash beyond –
1: Oh, that, so, there's, that fits right with the that show. That fits.
0: Yep. So and I'll put, the, up, uh,
1: I'll put that link in the show notes too. So if you're driving or something and you don't want to have to remember that link, uh, you can go back and grab that.
0: Yeah. That'll have the free download with the brain dump list. So.
1: so I assume that after you've done it once or even continually done it, like say somebody does the three-week version of a brain dump. And then they start – once they've done that, they start maybe doing a weekly review. Does that get easier?
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's – like my brain dumps now are really more project-oriented or there's there's going to be like one or two things that are kind of getting under my skin or making me feel overwhelmed or crazy. And that's what the brain dump is then about. It's not about – every single aspect of my entire life every time (laughs) it's more what's in my head making me feel crazy. And I think before you've, when you've never done it, you don't know. And it's good to just get it all out.
1: So that initial time, it's like, Oh, my whole life is a mess. Let me get it all out. Yeah. But after you've done that, it's like, well, you know, it's not as bad now. I've, I've gotten some stuff organized. I'm, I'm doing better. It's just this one area that, you know, this one closet as an Mm -hmm. example, you know? Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Okay. I gotcha. So then, what about a weekly review? I know that you like to do those as well. What's your process for that?
0: Uh, my weekly review is mostly a time to go over the calendar, and that's that's in a way a little mini brain. You know, looking at the calendar and saying, "What does this remind me of? What do I need to put on the to do list?" Um, and make sure that I'm ready for what's coming up. And um, I clear out my inboxes during the weekly review, like Evernote, whenever I do anything in Evernote, um, everything just goes into an inbox in Evernote. So during the weekly review, I clear that out. Um, and and my task list, if I'm just entering things um, during the week, they're probably just landing in the inbox. And during the weekly review, I put them in the right place. And I imagine that
1: a, a review, a weekly review is – less of a getting stuff out of your head as much as checking the list that you already have in place, your organizational process just to kind of see, okay, what's coming up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I,
0: I do also keep a little list of like mottos or sayings or quotes that just something that I can grab onto to remind myself, like what I you know, what I really believe about my work or about how to handle things. Uh, I like to keep a sheet on my, I have a clipboard that I have my paper stuff on. So I, I keep a little paper with me that has quotes that I like or things to remind me, remind me of what, what can help change my attitude around.
1: Actually, it sounds quite unique because I don't think that a lot of people keep uh, motivational or inspirational or, Perspective changing material like that with their task list or to do list or calendar and all those other things. Why do you do that? What's the why? <laughs> why do you think we should be doing that? Because I th- I agree. I think that we should be doing that.
0: Well, one of the things that helps with is just having it right there. Um, you know, when you are feeling crazy or angry or frustrated, that's not the time where you are going to remember your motivation or your inspiration. So if, it, if I know that I have this place, I could just look at it again. You know, it's like having a friend or someone remind you of what you need to be reminded of, um, of giving you a little pep talk. It's like my, my previous self that was you know sitting calmly with her coffee <laughs> is now giving my current self, which is frustrated in the moment, a little pep talk on, no, you can do this. Remember this. Remember this.
1: Oh, I like that. That's cool. What what would uh what would fu- hopefully future self say to current self right now? It's gonna be okay, trust me. Look <laughs> look at what we already wrote down. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's great. You
0: you've felt this way before and you'll get through it again.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, that's 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 exactly it. That's great. Um I heard you mention Evernote, but also you're talking a lot about paper and I'm wondering what is this paper and digital approach that you're doing?
0: Yeah, it's it's definitely evolved over the years. I love to tweak systems. Um that's my favorite. I I create them and then I continually tweak them. But um I have an ebook called Paperless Home Organization and uh in that I go over dealing with email and a task list and a filing system which is Evernote uh digitally. And it was like four or five years ago or something. My husband gave me an iPad and I thought, all right, I don't need paper anymore. I can carry everything with me. This is awesome. And I started searching around trying to find other, um, you know, other women using digital things to manage their homes and their lives. And I just really found nothing. <laughs> so I was like no it's got to be possible and so I started just playing around and figuring it out and so then I wrote an ebook to say you know how I'd how I'd done it and there's a lot of GTD stuff in there just with the email hints and that sort of cleaning out your inboxes but the digital side of thing, it's nice because it's so convenient and you can search everything and you know my coffee would always spill on my papers and you know I tend to be more of a Perfectionist, which doesn't really work with five kids. And so once I would write something down and, you know, the fingerprints would get on it or something, I would want to reprint it because it was messed up. <laughs> so I'd, if it's just digital, I don't have to worry about that. Um, but then if it's all digital, then I you know, power up the laptop or the iPad or whatever. And, oh, look, I'm checking Pinterest instead of my to-do list. <laughs> or, oh, no, the internet is down. Now I have no access to any of my stuff. <laughs> so so I ended up – right now I use kind of a mix. Everything is stored on, um, you know, digitally. And it all syncs together. So I have it on my laptop or – um I sold the iPad and I just have a little iPod touch, actually. I don't even have a smartphone, just an iPod touch with Wi-Fi and a laptop and um, and a clipboard where I keep a weekly list, like things that need to be done sometime this week and the habits that I'm working on with little check marks for each day um, and any events, you know, it's kind of a mini calendar out of the ordinary out of the house things. I'll take a note have a note on there. And then every day I make a little index card for my daily to-do list. And I'm pulling that information from my digital lists. And I'm still looking at my digital lists, but that's like my most important things. I write them down. And what I found was just the physical act of writing them down made such a huge difference than seeing them digitally or typing them. There was just something about the act of writing it out by hand that helped it just get into my head in a different way and made it more likely to even be done because it's just more front of mind than if I glanced at it on the screen somehow
1: do do you feel like the digital the 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 uh let's see the strength of the digital tools is for archival purpose and you know quick searching and things like that but in the thinking and creating and the um Trying to think of what the best word would be here, the 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 inception process of what needs to be done, that that is better done in a tangible way.
0: Yeah, I think if you have to think through something, you know, like the brain dump or just brainstorming about something, um, I think that there's just something different about the way paper and writing by hand and screens just affect our thinking process, and that doing it by hand. Um, just really helps with that thinking and creativity and um getting it, getting what you're writing into your head um, and then, but I do really like the digital mm-hmm. yeah not just the archive and i mean search being able to search through everything is amazing, but also just the way things can be organized so quickly and efficiently and put in the right place where it's keeping papers organized is. Yeah. When we talk about whack-a-mole.
1: <laughs> yeah, that, it, it's permanent in a sense, but if you start that way and then – so are you digitizing stuff that you've handwritten?
0: I do do that, yeah. Okay. So I take a little scan with my iPod and get it into Evernote.
1: Nice. See, this is the kind of uh, compromise in the true sense of the word, the good version of the word where uh, you take the strengths of one or more different things – and then those strengths cross cover over the weaknesses of the other thing you know yeah. so that's really cool i yeah. love that you're doing so, that hybrid perspective approach. yeah i just
0: i just started that about a year and a half ago and there was a little bit of you know identity crisis thing. <laughs> <laughs> i made i made a page printout for my weekly list and i i took it to my we were going to have a play day with friends i took it and i said i think i'm thinking about a paper week list But I wrote paperless home organization. Can I do that? (laughs) (laughs) You should do whatever works. Right. That is what I should do.
1: (laughs) So if somebody – yeah. So so let me ask you this question then. If somebody is purely digital but feels like that's not necessarily working or vice versa, they're purely uh, paper, how would you suggest to those two groups – Hey, you should try this other aspect to to augment your approach.
0: Yeah, I don't think that you should feel pitch, like you have to pick between them, and you can only do one or the other. Uh, although the worst of both worlds would be to try to have everything in both places all the time, because then you never know. You know, the point is to know where something is, right? So, you know, if it's someone who's almost all paper. And is kind of afraid of digital, or thinks maybe they should, but they don't know how. I think I would just start by introducing them to Evernote and say, "You can store things when you're done with them here, and then they're searching. You know, you don't have to keep the yeah. the shelves of binder papers or whatever." Yeah.
1: Um, so, well, so you probably you'd do the thing where you're like, "Here, look. Here's your here's your paper that you've written. Now, I'm going to take my iPod Touch and I'm going to take a picture of that yeah. and import it into Evernote now." Here, take my iPod. Type in, and you you know tell them to type in one of the words that's obvious on the paper there, and boom, it'll show up because of the right. OCR.
0: Yeah, and that's then, so awesome. Yeah,
1: that'll blow their mind a little bit. They'll be like, <laughs> "Oh, so I don't have to search through all my papers to find this specific thing." Yeah. Okay.
0: And you know, we're all using email. True. And, you know, so just having some tools to keep that. Organized and under control, so you don't have you know two thousand emails in your inbox. Um, that's that's big. Whether your to do list is paper or not, just having some email tools is also important.
1: Yeah. How, what are what's your favorite email tool? What's the one that's made the most impact for you?
0: Uh, I just use Gmail, and um, I use the stars. Um. And are you using
1: just the one or are you doing different color? I know that at some point they had different colors and, and, uh, yeah,
0: I have a, objects. I have five, five different ones. Okay. So, uh, my inbox is never zero, but you know, I try to keep it less than 10 where I can all, where I can see every email, um, on one screen without scrolling down. Oh yeah. And so that some things stay there cause I can't deal with everything right away. So, if I read it and I know what I need to do with it, um, you know, if it's like, this is related to my blog, or this one's personal, this one's just information I need to get into my system, this is a bill to pay, you know, those all have different colored stars. So, then when I'm in processing mode, I can go do, like, all of one kind and kind of be in the same mode. Um, But I just, I don't even use the tabbed gmail it's all everything in one place so
1: yeah okay gotcha um so somebody then that going back to like somebody who's just all digital how to how do you convince them that they should try doing using some paper what's the benefit of moving from all digital to doing it to incorporating some paper into your life
0: well you know if it's work if all digital is working then I wouldn't try to convince them. You know, It's kind of what, True. what, if something is working for you, then don't go looking for a better way. <laughs> but it's, it's if something's not working, then, well, let's try this. And um, so my, in, my daily index card um, would be the first thing I would recommend. Just, this, try, just try this. If, because usually what people say is I have it all digital, but I open up whatever and just get on social media or my email and I end up you know wasting more time when I should have just been glancing at a list. I' like well you don't have that doesn't mean you have to keep all your lists on paper. It means you need to keep your what you want in front of your face today on paper And so I use omnifocus for all my tasks, but then I can open that up and every morning write down. Um, I'll put a video on that beyond website page because I have a video showing my index card, but I have Mm -hmm. different columns on it. I put the day at the top and um, kind of three different areas and some one or two things that I want to do in each area uh, in each column. So one columns, you know, homeschooling today and the other is house. And then the other is my personal projects and with have just having a small to do list, where that index card just kind of physically and visually limits you. It says, "Remember, you can't do everything that's filed here in Omnifocus today."
1: Yeah, pick two.
0: Pick two. Ah, make. So my friend says, "Make hard choices."
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, how, so how do you decide? What are those things that you're gonna that make it onto the card today?
0: Um, that's really been up a learning process as I've been using the index card for about a year and a half now. And, um, it's, it's kind of like a skill that takes practice to get better at just knowing how to pick the right things. And so it's really just a, trying to choose and making a call and then learning at the end of the day that you made the wrong call (laughs) and trying to do better the next day. So it's, um, I try, to th- I try to think, you know, one of those attitude things, I try to think about um, all the organization stuff as practice and not as, oh, you blew it, that's it, fail. You <laughs> fell off
1: the wagon. <laughs> yep.
0: <laughs> it's like, okay, this is all practice, and so practice it means repeating and trying again and figuring out what didn't work, why didn't that work, and let's try it again. And, um, you know, people's needs are always changing what what's needed at a certain time is always changing. So even what's working now might not work next year. Um, There are some principles that always apply, but then kind of the application and what, what you're doing to use those principles kind of changes as you're doing different projects or for me, as my kids get older and, or more numerous.
1: (laughs) Well, Misty, it's been awesome to talk with you and I would love to have you share where can everybody go uh, grab the different things that we've talked about.
0: I will have them all up on simplified organization.com slash beyond and simplified organization.com is my blog where I write about this sort of thing.
1: So, awesome. Yeah. Well, Misty, thank you so much for being on the show. It's been uh, an eye opener.
0: <laughs> thank you for having me. It's been fun.
1: So I think you need an attitude adjustment. Actually, what I think you really need is to organize your attitude. Again, I hope you enjoyed this episode, this conversation. Make sure to check out Misty Winkler's site over at SimplifiedOrganization.com slash beyond. She's actually created a nice little landing page for you. And also, don't forget to check out the supporters of this episode the art of charm podcast which you can find at the art or search for the art of charm in itunes or stitcher let them know i sent you if you've enjoyed this episode let me know go to beyond the to-do list.com slash itunes leave a rating or a review thanks again for listening i'll see you next episode